Hello and welcome to Tea and Talk with Toya. I'm your host, Latoya Nicole, best-selling author, belief therapist, life coach, and organizer with SOLO Coaching and Consulting. Tune in every Tuesday for Tea and Talk about soul-penetrating topics, challenging mindsets that stagnate us. Because too often our limiting beliefs hinder us from living our lives by design. So if you are ready to unpack and move forward with your desires, stay tuned. You owe it to yourself to become everything you've ever dreamed. Hi everybody, it is LaToya Nicole, author, belief therapist, life coach, and organizer. And I'm here with you having some tea, and we're going to talk about reclaiming our voices after trauma. I recently published a blog, and I talked a little bit about my story in that area and how I lost my voice, how I lost my power, and how I regained it. So today, I just want to talk about it just a little bit for those who are more um, into listening than they are to reading. No shade. But (laughs) first, let's talk about what trauma is, because I've noticed that people don't understand the the smallest things can be traumatic. You know, when you think about the scripture, it's the small things that spoil the vine. It could be something very small, like not being hugged when you were a child. It, It isn't always these big explosive experiences that we assume. That's traumatic too, but I'm just saying, you got to look at the small things. You got to look at the way you were deprived in small ways that ended in big catastrophes. So trauma, um, in a nutshell, is an emotional response to a terrible event. Um, A terrible event would include an accident, rape, natural disaster. Speaking of natural disaster, I remember when the flood of 2016 happened and that was an an extremely traumatic experience and i i couldn't even understand what was happening with me uh of course no one around me really could understand because i remember one day i was ironing a shirt and this young lady was asking me to help her with something um a printer or something And I remember at that moment, I was trying to talk to her about what was going on because it was freaking me out. And she told me, you need to be grateful. Yeah, she said, you just need to be grateful because, you know, at least you got somewhere to stay now. And I was, I was so blown away that I felt like that set me back. But then at that time was when I started going to therapy because I knew those dismissive statements like that was going to just send me somewhere that I didn't want to go anymore. So that's actually when I made the decision to go ahead and start seeking therapy when I experienced that natural disaster. So, um, But like I said, trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event. Um, immediately after the event, you know, the shock and denial, that's typical Uh, Longer-term reactions include, you know, unpredictable emotions, flashback, strained relationships, and even some physical symptoms like headache and nausea. Trust me, it gets deeper than that. 
but that is that is trauma the definition of trauma in a nutshell so today we're talking about um, reclaiming our voices after trauma so I, I guess you may be wondering how do we lose our voice you know what I'm saying how does that happen when we experience those situations well if you've been told to shut up your whole life um, that's one way <laughs> that can be very traumatic because you somebody's telling you constantly to be quiet shut up um, put a lid on it all these different things that people have to silence you first of all it's traumatic and second of all your emotional response is going to be to withdraw and the withdrawing for me is what got me um another way is no one no one believed you when you tried to share something painful um imagine being touched and you try to go tell your parents and your parents tell you you're a liar imagine that um another way let's see here uh, your feelings were dismissed um i just gave you a great example of how i experienced how I experienced that, you know, I'm trying to tell this lady, you know, I'm, I'm trying to open up, which is something that I normally didn't do because normally when I experienced something, I would withdraw, like I just said, but in that moment, it was something different trying to take place. And in that moment, she, she was going to put a lid on me yet again, but I was so ready to heal and prosper in every area of my life. I heard her. I decided I wasn't going to, you know, try to talk to a certain group of people anymore. And I went and got a therapist. That's what I did. And it was the best decision of my life. Um, let's see. So another way to lose your voice is being made to feel stupid every time you open your mouth. I went through that too, believe it or not. And sometimes, even today, people will still act like they don't comprehend what I'm saying. So it doesn't it doesn't bother me today like it did then. I just realized people don't have great comprehension. <laughs> so I would do, you know, especially in text messages. That's why if you get with a communications coach, then text messaging is not the best tool to communicate at all because I have learned, and these are adults I'm texting. You cannot text a paragraph. You know, a paragraph is only four sentences. Or you can't even text a half of a paragraph. You can't text two sentences with them together. You have to separate them so that they can read them separate in order for them to comprehend. So, yeah, people still do that to me. When I'm speaking or when I'm saying, huh, what you say? I don't want, what? All that craziness. And... I don't look I don't look at myself and say, okay, it's something wrong with me. It's something wrong with the way I speak and the way I articulate. No, it's something wrong with how people comprehend. Because I remember when I started working with my coach, now I had a therapist and a life coach. I did I did the two together. And I used to always tell my coach, um, because she took us through these different um months of detoxing our souls and detoxing our mindsets. And I always used to tell her. I don't articulate well. I had I had allowed people to make me feel like I could not speak well to the point that I stopped speaking. 
Now, I'm a writer and I write great, but at certain times, it's time for me to open my mouth and I didn't do it. And I remember when I first started working with her, I said that so much that by the end of the first detox program, I was no longer confessing that. Because the more I felt that, the more I thought that, the more I said that, the more I got that. Okay? <laughs> you know, we want to speak things into existence as if there was a disclaimer saying only what you say that's positive. No, that's no. Whatever you say, you get. So a lot of times when we get these outcomes that we don't want, it's probably because we're not um, practicing integrity. And integrity means you're saying what you believe. And you're not just saying something just to say something. Another topic for another day. So um, so that's another way you can you can shut down your voice. Constantly being called dumb. That's and yes, people go through that. Um, I've heard grown women being called a dumb bee by people, you know, so I can't imagine what they were called and, and by their parents, you know, not just the people they were in relationships with, by their parents too. So that is traumatic and the emotional response, because you remember trauma is an emotional response, is to shut down and withdraw and then begin to feel like you are dumb. And then the more you, the more you play with that thought, it's going to take root because you're feeding it and it's going to grow. And it's going to shut you down to the point that you're not going to want to do anything. You're not going to want to say anything. And you're going to reduce yourself to things that you know you are better at doing because you feel you're dumb. Physical abuse will shut you down vocally. Childhood trauma. You know, childhood trauma arrests your develop at that, at that particular age. And I've worked with children and I've worked with adults in different um, careers that I've had, and I saw how it affected children. I worked around children who were molested by their authoritative figures, and whenever an authoritative figure would talk to them, they would defecate on themselves. They wouldn't say anything. They would just stand there and defecate on themselves because of the physical abuse and the trauma. So, and yeah, these, these children were not verbal. They didn't say anything. They just would respond in those type ways. Um, rape and molestation. That, yeah, that definitely will shut you down. Um, told to be seen and not heard. I can't, I can't remember being told that growing up, but I've heard it a lot from other people. Be seen and not heard. Act like a lady which means to shut up. So if anyone tells you that, that's what they're telling you, to shut up. Women are not supposed to speak. You have people who read their Bible and, and read this scripture in the Bible where it, where it says the women are to be silent and they have completely taken that um, out of context. And now we're walking around with a bunch of people whose throat, whose um, throat energy center is blocked because the Bible has told them women are supposed to be silent. And then you have people in pulpits reinforcing it. And if you're silent, your, your energy center, the throat energy center is blocked. 
it's affecting it's affecting your whole being. Because to not be able to speak affects other parts of you. So how how would you think a God would tell us, our creator would tell us to be quiet, knowing that that would affect us in a negative way? Sometimes we do have to think, which is why I have I have done series is on making America think again. We have to think about things. If I walk around here in silence and never express myself and never talk about what's going on within me, do you realize how not processing those emotions and not moving that stuff is, is tearing you down within? And especially women, because we hold it all in our womb, in that womb center. So not only are we having all these gynecological issues because we're emotionally, um, we're in emotional wrecks. We're passing this trauma to our children because it's, it's storing in our womb. It's just things we have to think about like that. Act like a lady. Yeah, that, that means shut up. So if you've been told that, whoever told you that is telling you to shut up. They're just trying to tell you in a nice way. Silence is golden. What? <laughs> yeah, so... Huh. All of all of these, all of which, you know, all these things make you feel powerless because not having your voice, it will make you feel invisible. I can speak from experience when I say these things. It will make you shut. I shut down emotionally every time I withdrew every time to some la-la land. And I felt like I was so alone and so powerless. And it's like, what do I have this voice for if I cannot use it? Why do you ask me, am I okay, if I can't tell you how I'm feeling for real? Because the moment I really started to say how I feel, you shut me down and tell me just be grateful or just go pray about it. You think I'm not praying already? Maybe there's another step to this thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's too many powerless people walking around here because they've been told to shut up. They've just been told in ways that they feel like it's okay. Oh, the, the Bible says women are to be silent. We're not going to talk about the discrepancies there. Or the poorly exegeted scriptures. We're not gonna. We're not gonna even go there on this on this broadcast because that's not what this is for. But think about these things. So, if you want to reclaim your voice, first of all, I have a group on Facebook called Unaltered Voices, where I'm going to be starting to do series, um, live streams to help us work through these things. Um, through journaling. Of course, journaling is one of the ways you can. Narrative therapy, if that's what you want to call it, that is a way that you can reclaim your voice because sometimes you have to start somewhere to just get that stuff out. Just get it out. You know what I'm saying? So that's one way. Then you want, um, I always talk about self-awareness, <clears throat> excuse me, and self-discovery, reflecting on who you are. Who are you? Not who somebody told you to be, not who somebody said, oh, you might look good doing this or, or not what your pain is telling you to do. You can use that pain, but that pain isn't you. 
So who are you? So a lot of self-reflecting, self-discovery, self-mastery. If you can find a coach that operates in those areas, get with them. However, if you've been diagnosed with any mental disorder, you need to be with a therapist. You can still work with a coach, but if, if the coach is integral, the coach is going to make sure you're seeing therapy too. All right, so narrative therapy, self-discovery, understanding your why. This is what's going to help you to stick with it. Why have you chosen to reclaim your voice now? What, what's going on? Why? And you got to dig deep with that why. Because every time you want to shut up again, every time you want to withdraw again, everybody, every time somebody tells you that's not a lady's place, you go back to that why and you keep on going. Tell your story. Use your voice. The next thing is to own your story. Identify what you've gone through. Accept it. And no longer feel the need to prove yourself to people. Now, these steps are going to take time. But these are just some steps that you can take. Own your story. I own my story. And, eat, and every time I write, I'm revealing parts of my story. Not just what happened to me, but the decisions I made too. Because you got to accept the whole package. We're no longer just accepting, yes, this happened to me and I did nothing. No. In some cases, you didn't do anything because some of our trauma started in childhood. But as, an, as adults, there are some decisions you made that led to what happened. So you got to sit with that. You got to sit with the whole package. This happened. This is what I did. I'm accepting it. I'm owning it. And I'm not going to leave it out the story. I'm going to tell it all. All right. And then, of course, you want to be true to yourself. What do you do? What do you value? What do you like? Be true to yourself. I've, I've spoken about self-abandonment um, previously. Be true to you. If it's, if it's not for you, no, that's not for me. And it's okay. It's okay. Because if someone responds to you um, negatively because you accept it yourself, that means they have a lot of issues too. And it could mean that you've probably allowed them, you've probably sacrificed yourself for them so much, it's it's unusual for them now for you to set a boundary. So that's something that's going to come with time. Meditation. Um, I talk about meditation a lot. <laughs> I talk about meditation a lot because I will say, you know, therapy, my life coach, meditating, they've all really changed my life. So again, I say, go on YouTube, type in five-minute guided meditation, pick one, start with five minutes. When you get to the point that five minutes is not long enough, type in 10 minutes. When you want to, you want when you want to increase, type in twenty minutes. You just keep going, just keep going, and rediscovering your passion is the last one. Um, there, there are several other ways, but I only wanted to touch on seven. But rediscovering your passion. So when you rediscover your passion, this is what you do. You take time to reflect and you think about when you were a child. 
What is the thing that you like doing? When you were a child, did you used to line up your dolls and play teacher every day? Then you must have been passionate about teaching in some capacity. So go back to that. Um, did you build a, a pretend studio in your closet <laughs> to sing? Did you write poetry? <laughs> Did you organize all of your parents' pots and pans? <laughs> what did you do? Just think about that. And and actually do a journal entry. What did I what was I um what did I love to do as a child? Did you like to dress up your Barbie dolls in certain in certain things in certain fabrics? Like you'll go get a t-shirt and cut it up and then you'll make little clothes for your Barbie dolls. Did you do that? Because guess what? That, that means you're supposed to be designing something. Yeah. Yeah. So go back there. That is going to be a lovely exercise you can do. And then if you go back there, you can also find a guided meditation for healing your inner child on YouTube as well. Because I've, I've used that one. Well, I've used one. They have several. But you just pick the one that you're comfortable with. But go back there. Love on yourself. Take care of yourself. You're not selfish. Okay? You're taking care of yourself. Because you can no longer pour from a broken cup. It's not just empty. It's broken. I hope something I said today helped you. If you want to read that blog and kind of get in on my story, you can um, read that at www.heal.com. T-H-R-U-Writing.net. It's all one word. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Tea and Talk with Toya. If there was anything shared that resonated with you, please share on your platforms. I'd greatly appreciate it. Don't forget to hit that follow button to be alerted on all upcoming episodes. Have a wonderful day.